there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sift Taker Snapshots podcast. Uh, joining me from behind the mic is Timbo Slice. Hello there. And also Mr. Baker. Hello there. I'm happy you introduced him first because I had a mouthful of chocolate brownie. It's because I think he's a better person than you. <laughs> it's also valid. <laughs> Whenever because Rich tends to do it now. Whenever he's not here, I have this weird urge to do it in an Irish accent. But it's not even Rich's Irish accent that I want to use. <laughs> Give it a go. Oh no, Tim did it last time. <laughs> oh. No, right. yeah, I'll, I'll keep any um, yeah r- racist um, uh, accents off the show this evening. <laughs> Is that mostly directed at Liam? Yeah, because my accents are all awful. <laughs> my natural one's pretty bad. <laughs> Excuse me. Right. So we're going to be talking more about sort of Tim and Liam's experience at Worlds. So we we need to milk this content. <laughs> yeah, and well, we'll, we'll uh, touch uh, a little bit about the league, won't we, mate? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. I, I think um, I think we, we one thing we didn't obviously we had Nicholas on last show, but I think what we'll probably do is perhaps have a chat about our experiences on this show, and not just from a gaming point of view. Um, be nice to talk, talk a bit about AdeptCon, I think, for people who've not been before, and obviously Chicago and stuff. And then with a view to the, we know that the twenty twenty four World Championships are going to be at AdeptCon in Chicago. So if anybody is interested, then hopefully this show is for you and gives you a bit of an idea of what you might expect. Yeah, so first off, though, I'm going to touch on our league because it's ours. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you two signed up yet? I know Tim has because he was the first. I think I have. If you haven't, I'll bite you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll unsign up then. I'll remove myself. <laughs> um, I just, basically, I just really want to say thank you for how many people have signed up. Last time I checked, it was about 120. Um and we've only basically done like a couple of Discord posts and a Facebook post and mentioned it on the podcast. So uh, people seem really keen. <laughs> I think Worlds has given everyone a bit of kick up the backside again. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I think so. Like it's, um, you know, there is a, d- a definite real buzz, I think, both for online and in person, uh, you know, following Worlds and and hopefully you know that's the sort of enthusiasm that will will keep going into the store championship season uh and you know forwards um and then you kind of want to sort of this is where we need the news about what's coming we want to know what events are coming be they store champs regionals so that we can sort of keep that enthusiasm rolling forwards sorry i'm just drinking <clears throat> yeah um, i tell you it's it's lit a fire under me because I hadn't really got anything to look forward to, so I was kind of feeling a bit n- no interest in you know looking at new lists or anything like. That. I really, really looking forward to playing all the time now, which is nice. Are you late, mate? I know you had a bit of a an upset at Worlds, and it kind of knocked your confidence a bit. But um, yeah, so... I mean, you, you did mention about it, didn't you, mate? It's not like for once I'm not really making fun of you. <laughs> no, I mentioned it last week and obviously did a couple of posts about it here there and everywhere uh, but despite me on the Thursday night having the completely irrational thought of selling up never playing again and trying to do competitive where's my penguin or whatever you could do roast potato uh, eating I could do roast <laughs> potato eating undefeated uh, 
like so i had a rough friday where i was like right i'm gonna go around to make sure i'm there for the team because that's what they would do for me if i was in that position um and you know what i enjoyed myself i socialized a lot but then by the saturday i just wanted to play x-wing again well that's good since we're going down that route should we start on the uh, conversation about worlds and adepticon then um do you want to start about when you first got there? I just wanted to go about your uh, flight over there. It's up to you. Yeah. Uh, so, um, like, uh, one thing that uh, you and me uh, did, Ben, when we, we flew over to Minnesota is we did the... Uh, sorry? Hugged a lot. We did hug a lot. But um, we did the, <laughs> the pre-clearing with Aer Lingus. And having listened oh, yeah. to yeah, some of the stories from some of the other guys about the two or three hours they had to go through, like, you know, security and, and bag collection, stuff like that, uh, I can't uh, shout about the pre-clearing in Dublin enough with Aer Lingus. So basically, you do all your US immigration and border control in Dublin as you're sort of changing your flight. So we take a little, like, domestic flight from Manchester to Dublin, uh, do our... Uh, our immigration in Dublin airport you then do your nine and a half hour flight and you walk off the flight in Chicago as if it's a domestic flight no security straight out get your bags in an Uber off to the hotel um, I don't think I'd ever travel to America again without doing that it's so much easier yeah and like, I think that's is it Holland you can do it as well I think maybe yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I think it might be uh, Amsterdam. Yeah, um, I, I will say like so. When we flew through in twenty nineteen to Minnesota, the um, the queues for Homeland Security were or, or TSA, wherever they are, uh, was actually quite deep, and it did take a little while to get through it. We were straight through this year. Like we had a little bit of a queue for security, just to, you know, one sort of final bag check or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, I was probably five minutes max i think from queuing oh wow and, and chatting to the agent yeah this is it compared to last time we flew through i mean when i because obviously i flew out after you last time but i only queued up for about 20 minutes or so maybe half an hour and i got a, i got a proper pat down as well yeah so yeah because I, mean, I, I look shifty yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I just say that I, I think I'm, like I'm, I'm a massive fan of pre-clearing, and um, I don't think there's a direct flight available. There might be, but uh, I think the cost is about the same, and uh, you get to drink a pint of Guinness, and you do get to bump into the occasional <laughs> Irish X-wing player um, who, who then joins you for the flight. So, or Northern Irish. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah so um what well, yeah once we got to chicago um so we, we landed in chicago hair um airport but the actual uh, sort of venue is in schumburg which is 45 minutes to an hour west of chicago um so we took a 45 minute taxi over to the hotel uh we checked in popped a target got some supplies and then went and found food and much like Minnesota, I think the first day or so was just kind of getting our body clocks more used to US time because, you know, we did the same thing we did with Minnesota, which was the first day. We're up at like four or five o'clock in the morning. Um, so, yeah, we went and found the IHOP that's open 24 hours a day and, uh, yeah, got our first uh, stack of pancakes for the, the trip. From the post I saw, um, I, I believe the IHOP became a bit of a, a morning tradition. I mean, not for everybody. I know Liam didn't go there probably as often as I did. I mean, I was just... I mean, I'm normally an early riser anyway. I don't tend to lie in. 
Um, so I just used it a couple of mornings just to sort of pop across there and just get an omelette, um, hash browns, that sort of thing. Just more went for the protein as opposed to the sugar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I found it. Um, the staff there were quite friendly. It's reasonably priced and you, you got a lot for your food and also, you know, coffee refills. I'm a bit of a coffee monster, so that all same. Out. Same. That's one thing I really like about America is the refills. Yeah. Yeah, no. Especially on the coffee. My hot chocolate wasn't free refills. That was upsetting. It's <laughs> because you should drink adult drinks. Hot chocolate is an adult drink. It's not though, is it? It's a man-child no, it's drink. Not. Yeah, it is. If you if you have a if you have a mocha, then it's an adult drink. <laughs> I only like the taste of coffee when it's in a cake <laughs> or chocolate. <laughs> what about you, Liam? What was your sort of your first impressions of Chicago? How far so, out of Chicago were you, by the way? Like, how far was it to the centre? I, I just said, yeah, so about an hour to the west. Okay, so it's quite quite a drive then, really. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's very much like, you know, in the UK, you'd probably, like, Stockport is part of Greater Manchester, sort of thing. So, okay. you know, yeah, it's... it. Like, the problem is, though, the public transport in America is n- not not as good as perhaps it is in the UK or in, in Europe, um so like looking at like metro and buses and where wherever you but but ubers were so cheap that we just ended up you know we could just take an uber or a uh, big shout out to ed gold um who had hired a car um because he he used to work in chicago or had a job that had him working in chicago so he knew the area very well um so yeah he did a lot of driving for us so big shout out to ed that's awesome sorry lim what was your first day like mate oh so like as soon as we got off the plane obviously collected our stuff, which took longer than expected. I just want to get outside. Uh, with Connor and Tim constantly reminding me to shut up because I was saying things that might have been a bit sensitive to the uh, the US public. Uh, I mean, straight away, it reminded me of home because all Chicago smelled like was weed. So it's like, I'd, it's like I'd just taken a long flight all the way around and just circled back to Wolverhampton. You always speak so fondly of your hometown, don't you, mate? What can I say? It's not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, can, you can leave there. No one makes you stay there. Uh, it's them bad yeah, chips, isn't it, mate? <laughs> you can't knock them. They're a nice treat every now and again. <laughs> but I was, I was playing it up a bit because a lot of people know I'm not the most well-travelled. I've only been out of the country three times in total now, and that was to Arnhem. Uh, on a football tour uh, because we were playing and then uh, Munich for a mate stag do and then this but this was possibly the most stress-free travel I've ever done I think that's because I had Tim holding my hand throughout it to be honest he does uh, make but... a good daddy doesn't he yes um, <laughs> 100% uh, but no it was fairly simple um, we got on the well got in the Uber went straight to the hotel I know a lot of people were kind of tired, but because my body clock doesn't make sense to anyone, let alone me, I just powered through. And every time someone new would turn up at the hotel on the same day, I'd just go, all right, do you, need, do you need to go get some food? And I went out with them <laughs> and just tried to stay awake. I think I went to sleep about 10 p.m. US time, and then I ended up waking up at 5. And I remember lying in bed going, all right, I can't wake Tim up, but people want to go to IHOP. And Tim was already messaging in the group chat about going to IHOP. 
and I was still like, I can't make too much sound, so I'll wake Tim up. And it took me a good 10 minutes to realise <laughs> that Tim was awake and I didn't have to be quiet. Since you ever, um, you've not travelled so much, how did you find the long flight then? It was easy. Like, I stay away. You are relatively big. Yeah, I've got up quite a lot. <laughs> I just, every time I even slightly needed the toilet, I was like, right, that's me going, just because it meant I could get up and stretch my legs a bit. But it wasn't too bad at all. I had a small panic that I couldn't find my uh, jack-to-jack cable for my headphones, which meant I would have had to use the uh, the awful ones of supply, but I managed to find it just in time. Watched the bullet train. Uh, watched two Fast and Furious films, but they weren't good. I mean, what were you expecting? I don't know. Like, you must have had loads of films to choose from, and those two you chose. I know. Bullet Train was amazing, though, so nothing was going to live up to that. But I ended up playing Battleships and a bit of Tetris. The woman in front of me lent her chair back, so I just So I aggressively played trivia games on the headset. (laughs) What, until she moved it back? Yeah, it didn't take a long. Yeah. It, on the subject of Tetris, I know it's a bit off the subject, but whatever. Um, if you have a chance to watch the film, you should. It's really good. The Tetris there's, film? Yeah, there's a Tetris film out. If you've got Apple, whatever it is, the TV service, you can watch it on there. But it's in the cinema. Yeah, it's just come out, isn't it? It's, um, yeah. oh, what's his name? I can't he, remember. He did, he did the Eddie the Eagle film, didn't he? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the one. one. Yeah. yeah, it does look good, actually. It's actually well more interesting and sort of dramatic than you'd expect. Like, I thought it was just going to be a bit of a laugh, but it was a bit... Yeah, it was worth a watch anyway. Anyway, X-Wing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here. So, so shall we... Do, is there anything else you want to touch on before we sort of go to first day of Adepticon? Uh, well, we all met up on the Tuesday. Is it Giardino's or something like that? Was that pizza? No, it's, yeah. so first day was... Uh, barbecue. So, well, David Land was barbecue, then it was um, Giordano's, which in theory was the second rated uh, pizza place, but personally I think that was the better pizza place. Um, it's just, yeah. It, I, so what I'll say is, if you want to see pictures of the food and everything like this, go check the Facebook page, out, Sif Taker's Facebook page, and I put lots of pictures of the food up there, but these pizzas were immense. Um, yeah, they'd be huge. Yeah, we had what four large between ten of us. I think it was really. Yeah, yeah. and even oh. then, I don't think we quite. We, we we struggled to finish it all. I assume they were all um, the deep dish ones, were they? Yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, it was actually it, the way they made them. Like, like I'm not a massive fan of deep dish pizzas in the UK because there's just too much like uh, dough. You know, too much. Um, You're not a bit carb man, are you, mate? Not anymore. No. So they're, they're very like sort of thick. Um, but these, the pastry was like super thin, and it's all about the toppings and the cheese. And yeah, that was absolutely lovely. Take it, Liam hoovered up the rest. Um, no, so uh, it's not like I you. Saw, basically, I was just expecting to go there and sort of myself a pepperoni pizza or something. But <laughs> I, w- I walked over after going to the bar, and Tim was like, "We've ordered three pizzas." I was like, "Oh, okay." And because I'm a fussy, I just saw the one that was just called meat. <laughs> out of all of them that was the most appetising and being from Wolverhampton you tend to swerve anything that's mystery meat but I didn't think I had much choice and I'm not going to lie it's probably one of the best pizzas I've ever had just in case anybody doesn't know uh, Liam eats like a child 
So we'll have like chicken tendies when we go to a restaurant or things like that. Oh, don't get me started on the phrase chicken tendies. I heard. <laughs> you I heard always. Amount... Well, I have chicken nuggets because I'm an adult. But. Uh, do, do you not mean they... I have chicken goujons? No, I'm not French. <laughs> but I, I was in the convention hall. I think it was on the, the Friday or the Saturday. And I heard an American unironically go, I think I might get some chicken tendies. And I'm pretty sure I just vomited in my mouth a tiny bit. I, was like, I bet you went in down though, this. didn't you? Yeah, of course. Waste nothing. <laughs> I was like, no, that can't come out. Back down that goes. <laughs> right, so first day. When did you get your badges? Did you get them early or did you get them on the first day? We did that on the Wednesday. Because yeah, that was so, another three red So the day before is that? Yeah, yeah, your registration yeah. opens at 7pm on the Wednesday evening. So there are, I think, some events that do start because obviously the Depticon convention starts then. Uh, but all everybody can go and register. Um, and all I'll say for future years is don't rush. Like if you get if you get there at seven o'clock or before seven, you'll be queuing for an hour or two. Um, so we we got there a little after seven, I think, but went straight to the bar to get a drink, and we were in the bar for an hour or so, and then we only ended up queuing for about half an hour. Yeah, you sent me off with Donald and that, didn't you? Because there was space in their car, so I got there like at five to seven, and I was queuing for about an hour and a half. Mm. And then I got out to the end, and then like 10 minutes later, Tim just rocked up. I was like, oh. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, it, de- it definitely did speed up at a certain point. Um, but no, I mean, that's uh, so registration's quite good. So you can buy your event ticket, which I think was $50. You could then, or you could then pay for the premium gamer ticket, for, which was an extra $50, or the VIP gamer ticket for an extra $125. Was that uh, all the freebie stuff you got? Yeah, so like the premium uh, set, I mean, we've got a Hydra tank, MCP Hydra tank, which retails at £80, a uh, God-tier faction, which retails at 30 something pounds plus, I mean, 20 other things like you know there were some blisters of single models there were some sprues and models for like you know warlords war master napoleonic game and stuff like that so some of the stuff i probably wouldn't use um some of it i traded so that there's like these random battle tech minis and i'm i'm semi sort of semi interested in battle tech uh but ed really was interested in it i said well here's some of your some uh, take this as payment towards petrol you know, and, and bits and bobs like that. Um, but, I mean, I've already sold, like, the Hydra Tank and the God Tier Faction, so that's basically sort of covered my ticket as such to to um, to get into Adepticon. But, um, I mean, the VIP package was nuts. They got, like, a full Kill Team box from Games Workshop, which is over £100, I think. They got the um, Star Wars Legion. Is it the... Scum and Villainy or the, you know, the, the sort of the Scum and Villainy Criminal Syndicate starter set. It's like a box, yes. a box yeah, set yeah. with, like, I think it's the Black Sun Syndicate and Pikes. Pikes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that must be a decent chunk of money. There was several board games in it, plus all the stuff that we got as well. So, uh, yeah, I think next year I'm taking a whole bag just for myself. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. If I make it back, I'll, uh, I'll just pack off a bag again and give you that extra bit of space. Really, you just wore that hero hoodie you always wear and some jeans. Uh, 
it wasn't a hero hoodie it was a bro hoodie and I was so happy there was on-site washing facilities and which Tim took care of that as well do you know how to wash your own clothes at home yeah okay I wonder if he asked them for you no it's a joint effort with that one well that's it because Liam Liam's clothes are so big it is a two person job to be able to now hang them up Uh, but no, I mean, that was one advantage of our hotel. We did have, um, yeah, washing machines, tumble dryers. So um, there was one afternoon, We, I think, it's when we got back from Chicago, wasn't it? Um, so, um, yeah, it was Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, so Wednesday daytime, before we registered for Adepticon, we actually um, spent um, about, I don't know, it was about 10 o'clock till about 2, 3 o'clock, wasn't it? We went out to Chicago, went walking, walking around the city, taking pictures, you know, seeing a few sites. Um, saw the bean. Yeah, the bean, uh, big, uh, was it the Millennium Beam? Beam? Bean? <laughs> God. Uh, it's called Cloud Gate. Yeah. But it, everyone calls it the bean, and the artist that made it is a bit of an arse and hates it being called the bean. So it will <laughs> only ever be known as the bean. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got back. Uh, I think you guys went to Dick's Sporting Goods, didn't you? Um, I can't think why. Um and I uh, basically offered to go back to the hotel and just start the washing off. Yeah, there was a cutlery section, and in the cutlery section was a machete. What kitchen needs a machete for cutlery? Maybe it's for T-bone steaks. Wouldn't a steak knife work? Just thinking outside the box, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the size of... um? The American chicken meat. I'm sure the steaks are even bigger. No. Um, there's like a video. I'll send it to you later. It doesn't matter. Um, right, so let's move on to the first day then. Yep. Any prep before you get there? Not really. I mean, yeah, some of the guys had a practice game in the hotel, but I think at that point, I think I, I certainly felt that I'd sort of played enough X-Wing because, I mean, I played in that the, the Legends event on the Sunday before we flew, so it's literally just a case of just rocking up. Um, I know they had a slight issue with Roll Better where some bug basically released, was it all the ships? So uh, you, you could see the yeah. sh- chassis of all the registered lists. Um, so they well, had to delete the event and re- recreate it. Yeah, that was on the Wednesday. Yeah, that so, happened. But, I mean, to be honest, I mean, most of us had probably travelled over with the one list anyway, and we weren't really tinkering much. So, um, so yeah, you know, got there Thursday morning. Um, you know, ev- everything is sort of uh, sort of getting going for the last chance qualifier. So, Liam sort of is obviously getting registered and getting set up for that. And I just spend the morning taking pictures and just checking up on people. And, and you know, there's quite a few people, you know, you know sort of, you know, Ollie Potnell, Dale, Cormac, um, a few of the others uh, sort of sort of playing casual games in the morning, but I was just quite happy just to sort of sort of re- take some pictures and do some reporting. Yeah, I, I struggle with practice games before an event because, say for the STO, I'll rock up early fr- early Friday afternoon, and all I want to do is talk, socialise, and play different games because I know I'm playing two days of X Wing, and at that point what is one extra game or two extra games going to do if you've got the amount of reps you should have? I was very similar when we were at Worlds um, the year, well, not the year before, but the previous one. <clears throat> I just, the, the first day, I just sort of messed about and 
farmed some tickets, didn't really play, to be honest. Mm. Just a lot of rocking up and jousting people and having a laugh. Um, obviously, a little bit different for you because you had to do the last chance qualifier, didn't you? Yeah, but uh, I made sure I didn't have to do anything afterwards. So, <laughs> don't talk about how it how it felt going into there, like knowing that you had to do well. Uh, as much as I didn't want to put pressure on myself, but you are who you in- are. <laughs> inherently, my head was like, "Oh, you shouldn't put pressure on yourself. Look at all this pressure." <laughs> and it's one of those. Yeah, when you take when you tell someone, "Don't think of a, a grey elephant," <laughs> and the first thing they will do is think of a grey elephant. You can't avoid it. And uh, like I said, without going into detail of all those games, uh, it's one of those days where if I can do the exact same things on a different day, my opponents do the exact same things and I come out of those five games with strong wins. It's just one of those. Uh, I put myself in the position to get good kills, good good early starts, and it just didn't come off for me. And it, it was disappointing at first, but a lot of people have said people can have bad days. And it just sucks for me that my bad day was in the LCQ and I was hoping to get knocked out the day after. But it is what it is. It's a lesson learned. Uh, probably need to look at building in some other uh, plan Bs if plan A doesn't go go to plan. But it's. I think that was one of the problems with my list. Like, I know my list is strong. It got top four in the STO, but... With some of the scenarios, I'll get to a certain point on the board and I've got to turn around because people are going to get objectives behind me and I don't have that much manoeuvrability. I can go forward and go across the board quickly, but I can't get back towards my board edge quickly, if that makes sense. That makes sense, mate. Yeah, so that was something of a... I think maybe, on board. maybe next time you bring a bit more of a flexible list then. 100 percent yeah i yeah, mean yeah. i've been playing some throw around games uh with a different separatist list and already i'm looking at it going i should have just taken this to worlds <laughs> yeah but you know what they say about hindsight mate it's it 2020 is. yeah but it is it is what it is like the experience over there just getting to travel see chicago meet a load of people i haven't met before uh, it was great. And although the LCQ didn't go my way, I realised uh, there's a lot of people out there that are a fan of the content we put out, like me as a person, which, you know, so there's a lot of bad judges out there. Yeah, they don't know the real you. <laughs> yeah, they don't know the real me. I'd love to know yeah. how many people were surprised, because you really are a, you are a tall man, aren't you? You're not just tall, but like white setters. Oh, and Andrew Lippens walked up to me. He was like, Liam, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's me. And he was like, you're a lot bigger than I expected. And I was like, yeah, a lot of people say that. It's especially because if you've seen you, you look very young in your face, don't you, mate? But I can't grow facial hair to save my life, mate. <laughs> but you look like, <laughs> like I look like a child stood next to you. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do. There was a, after Reg, I had to race someone back to the car to get shotgun and jump in the front seat. And it was like some like uh, 10 stone ringing wet 19 year old and they tried to sprint and they were surprised with how fast I was. <laughs> and I just started to pull away and then they just blamed the length of my legs on me winning. <laughs> I mean, there is some truth there, mate. I know, but I was carrying more than twice the weight. <laughs> yeah, but you're used to it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but 
Oh. I always find I'm quite quick off the uh, the initial go, and then I just can't be asked anymore. Like whatever. One thing we've noticed, like me and a few mates playing football, is that I can get up to a decent speed, but when it comes to turning, no. <laughs> I've noticed just, it's quicker for me to pulls uh, you the other way. Yeah, instead of me slowing down to stop me hitting the cage, it's easier for me to just go into the cage and bounce off. <laughs> it's just one of those. So I come back with the odd bruise here and there because I've had to try and turn around. And I was like, well, this is all I've got to do. But yeah, um, so the Thursday didn't go to plan. I still enjoyed the games I played and I was happy that Pond got in uh, because as disappointing it was getting knocked out me going out enabled someone else to have a really good experience at Worlds and it was someone that I know and I do class as a friend in X-Wing so I, was, I wasn't I was sad for long in regards to my experience like I said I slept on it and I woke up wanting to go and support everyone had a decent walk into the uh, the event told Pond I'd buy him some bananas decided not to go to Target I was like I'll go to Costco on the way <laughs> and then it was closed <laughs> and then I found out I need to be a member anyway. But, but uh, Tim and Rich, Rich is well expensive in America. Is it? Yeah. I wouldn't know. I didn't end up going back to game any. <laughs> I remember when we went to, we didn't have a Target, we had a Walmart. Do you remember, Tim? Yeah, Walmart, yeah. So you, it was. What, your audio cut out a bit there. Oh, yeah, when we went, we had a Walmart. Um, and it was cheaper to buy, um, it was... A bag of oh, some sort of sweets, a massive bag of sweets was like a dollar or something. And then for four apples, it was like six, seven dollars or something like that. And oh, they were tar- big apples or something. It was proper small. In Target, we saw a baby bell for like 15, 16 dollars, which is like £2.50 over here. It's like, it's insane. <laughs> but then, like, the, um, the, uh, like the jerkies and stuff is ridiculously cheap there compared to at home. Uh, it's more Tim's area. Yeah, he's he's on some jerky. He has a, a box of jerky with him, some nuts, a couple of sweets. Yeah, no, we got some good supplies in, in Target, and yeah, surprisingly, there were some he- healthier options. So, you know, I've got some um, like some keto protein bars, uh, which were just basically just like an emergency snack just during the event and stuff. And yeah, no, I, th- I think it went all right. Um, yeah, so I think uh, my Thursday afternoon, I, I played in the three-round side event, uh, which yeah. well, was that uh, just standard? Was it? Yeah, yeah, just just sort of just literally what it was so on the ten. I think it was sixteen of us. Uh, we got some prize tickets for taking part. Um, it was only three games, which meant I went three and zero, which was pretty good. <laughs> was there a uh, a prize wall? There was. It wasn't a fantastic prize wall. I mean, like the twenty nineteen prize wall was just nuts. So that's, that's you... why we found so many tickets. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You could have got uh, Plo Koon, um, uh, the, the, the ship, the templates, all sorts. Whereas this one, it was kind of some old t- um, tokens, like, you know, the stresses or the, the metal yeah, yeah. evade and focuses. Um, oh, they're disgusting. Yeah, well, they did have the alt art, uh, standard loadout, Battle of Yavin, and... Actually, I think it's just Battle of Yavin stuff, isn't it? Yeah, Siege of Coruscant. No, Siege of Coruscant. I don't, yeah, I don't think there was any Siege of Coruscant. It was all Battle of Yavin, wasn't it? They're still um, quite cool, though, aren't they? Because with a lot of alt arts, I find I don't use them because they're weird orientation. Whereas them, it's just one card, so it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, yeah. So I made sure that you know I picked up a few for my sort of events as such. So I've got like you know all the popular ones. So Vader, Han Solo, Wedge, um, Mauler, Backstab, or you know the ones you you're probably commonly going to see. But yeah, um, yeah. It's no. a pretty chill Thursday for you then, mate. Yeah, that was it. Play some games, and then yeah, unfortunately the bad news came through that we had a. A friendly fire incident with uh, obviously Pond playing Liam, so we knew one of them wasn't going to make it. Um, so yeah, just that's it. You know, he's it was a, a very high standard in the LCQ as well as in the main event, and you know, somebody was just we, 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 like we we joked, but it was probably a, quite a realistic thing that somebody in our group wasn't going to make it just purely because you know someone's going to have a bad run, and unfortunately, it had to be Liam. Boo. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I was good for you, mate. I mean, I was messaging you throughout the day, so yeah. But these things happen; you don't have to worry about it. I know it didn't I mean, go your way, but um, did it run well? Uh, yeah, it went pretty smooth. I think there was one repair. That's pretty good. LCD. Considering the software's pretty new, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'll go. Do you want to you, you finish yeah. off, mate? So I don't think I necessarily agreed using software that's in the alpha stage of development being used at a world's tournament. I'd much rather have used something tried and tested like Longshanks. But in its defense, apart from a few minor hook, uh, hiccups, for example, the list's getting lit, uh, leaked and then like a total of three repairs throughout the LCQ and day one or and day two, I think it was fairly fine. In fairness, we did a, we. I think we had at least three repairs, if not four, in the main event. Um, just, I mean, but the thing is, though, it's not always the TO's fault. Like, it might be that the players, they put the result in and maybe they've confirmed it or the second player hasn't confirmed it, um, but they put the result in the wrong way around. And then after you do the pair and then someone goes, oh, I should be on three wins, not two. And it's like, well, you've put this result in, so then they have to go and change the result and then do the repair. So, um, yeah, a lot of the time it's not, obviously, um, it's not the TO's fault. Um, I got saved by a repair one round because I should have had to have played XY, uh, but got fun walk. Um, but then my last game, I should have played uh, Strombo, the um, LVO winning list, which I, I quite fancied, um, but instead I got Don Flanagan. And he beat me. That's but, right. You went from one type of friendly fire to another. Yeah. Well, that was it. I mean, we'll obviously we'll get onto that. It was day two, but um, I think so. Rounding out the LCQ or sort of day one, um, I think we went to Miller's Ale House. I, I feel, uh, which was sort of a sports bar. Um, so lots of different sports on on the TVs, uh, draft beers, and decent food. Um, and Liam got his uh, his uh, best victory of the day. A one pound burger with beef. Well, that's bacon, one pound. One pound weight. Chicken. Yeah, one pound of weight, not <laughs> <laughs> not cost. I mean, basically, it was one of these burgers that was stacked like you know taller than I don't know taller than X wing box. You know, was it an eating challenge or was it just a big burger? Better both. It's a challenge. You got a hat for it. Yeah, it, it wasn't really a challenge. Like I started to slow up near the end, but I was still looking at it going, this is a comfortable time, and I finished it when it was still hot. 
Did you have to eat it in a certain time? No, but I don't like eating cold food, so. <laughs> oh, you're an animal. <laughs> Preach. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, we had, some, we had some good food, and then for, for myself, I didn't want to be out too late, so I think a few of us, I think Liam, you stayed out with Darren, possibly Timo? Yeah, Timo and Darren, they were giving me commiseration drinks and some good company, because I had nowhere to be. <laughs> yeah. So. No, it was good. It's been a lot more sensible after he came to Germany with me. <laughs> well, this is it. Well, this actually mattered. So, you know, I wanted to, like, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's it. Like, you do set yourself some sort of pre-event goals, and, and I so wanted to make day two. So I knew I had to get three wins. So I just didn't want to do that to myself. There's no point flying all the way to America. Uh, and in fairness, like, I, I struggled with what I could drink over there because I don't tend to do carby drinks and, like, lagers and stuff. And the, the you know they don't really do cider, which is w- what would be my go-to in a in a pub over in the UK. Um, so I was drinking, <laughs> I was drinking Long Island iced teas and uh, mojitos and could, Mos- Moscow I mules. See, I can see the mojito being a bit more sensible, but Long Island iced tea is strong. It is, but then I was quite happy just buying one and and drinking that, and then having a soft drink. Um, you know, I didn't feel the need to be like obviously drinking like masses of them so um you know i had a few drinks i enjoyed myself like you know but at the end of the day i you know i i also wanted to do well in the x-wing and uh knew it wasn't really the right time to be going out and uh and also i mean one thing i didn't notice compared to minnesota it did feel more expensive um sort of the food and drink um so i certainly blew my budget and i think liam blew his in in regards to what we expected to be spending on food and drink oh it was mad like it wasn't, yeah. It was, it was just slightly more expensive than I had planned. So, like, a lot of the food was coming in about thirty, forty dollars a meal. Um, if you if you're eating out, and even then, it's just like burger and chips and you know whatever. It's not you weren't having extravagant meals, but um, yeah. Certainly, I think where where I think I'd always try and sort of budget about fifty dollars. I think um, yeah, I would have the sort of the day. I'd I'd probably want to budget a bit more next time. But. Shall we move on to the first day of, I guess, Worlds? Yep. Um, start with Liam. <laughs> what was your... No, no, because yours probably, you've probably got more to say. What, what was your plan for... Uh, first and foremost, I wanted a lion. So <laughs> instead of getting there at eight, I got there at half nine. And like I said, just enjoyed a nice chill walk in, no pressure. Um. Like, I wanted to make sure I was doing the rounds around the tables at least twice and just saying to the people that I knew travelled with them, wanted to, well, give them a better look and see what was going on. Uh, I was there to witness Darren offer uh, Crispy the intentional draw, round one. <laughs> it's such an ass. Like, I was walking <laughs> past and then I just heard Darren shout judge and I turned around and he was facing Crispy because he asked me how to beat Crispy's list. And I was just like, don't joust him. And that's all I can offer you because I haven't played against it. But I know a lot of people just joust him. And admittedly, Darren said he diced him. But offering an intentional draw then, having it declined and then walking away with a win was quite a good start for him. Uh, And then I had a walk around the convention as well. Met and spoke to a few people. 
who I'd spoken to the day before and just took it easy and just enjoyed what I was doing. Like, because I knew I had no time constraints or anything. I was just walking around at my own leisure, headphones on at times and just, just aimlessly going around the place, which was quite nice. I was going to say, although we obviously your last day finished on a bit of a down, it sounds like you had quite a nice day. I enjoyed um, it. I mean... Because you usually Rich, miss the conventions, don't you, when we play, and you don't really get to see him, so... Yeah. Rich asked me if he wanted to do some stuff for the Sith Taker page, despite going, I know you probably don't want to, and I was like, no, I probably should. And it <laughs> did give me something to do. Admittedly, I didn't do a great job, because... <laughs> like for the first three rounds I was on it I knew what I was doing I was taking photos I was uploading them there is no round four photos because I just wandered off <laughs> and the, the round five photos were taken and then uploaded like five minutes from the end because I forgot about them in your defence though you, you weren't there to be working were you mate so no you know but, so, you... so you're lucky you got any of the photos you did it, it, it's kind of a a kick in the proverbials, having to go around and take the pictures because you didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, look at all these people having fun doing the thing I wanted to do. <laughs> but overall, it sounds like you turned the day into a bit of a positive. Oh, yeah. There is some, uh, some pluses to taking photos and just seeing <laughs> what's going on, to be honest. Like, I was just socialising with some of the judges as well, winding them up at any opportunity. <laughs> We should just follow Darren around. It sounded like he was winding everyone up. Yeah, he was, to be fair. That's who he is. Uh, right, go on, Tim. Yours is a bit more X-Wing focused. Yep. So, um, so yeah, turned up. Pre-event brief all went smoothly. First round draw, and I draw Jonathan Grasser, who I must admit I don't think I've met before. Uh, I did recognise the name, and I think... Um, Probably sounds like Acer Graft. No, it's not. Uh, but no, he's. Um, I think he, he has certainly, if not one event. I think he's 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 placed fairly well. So um, lost Obi Wan in the second turn uh, to a Moff Gideon trap. But I I knew it was coming, and unfortunately, um, yeah, there was wasn't a lot I could do to get Obi Wan out of the way, um, and just Obi Wan couldn't roll evade, so just died. Um, but my four clones managed to carry me through. Really awkward part of the game where. Um, a, a, a seismic had, had gone off that I dropped. Um, I measured the first two Tie Fighters and was basically allocating damage. And then my opponent picked up the rock before I measured it to my ship, and it was going to be close. So we had to call a judge, and I just sort of basically said to the judge, "I said, look, it was going to be close, but I didn't get a chance to measure it." So the judge looked at it and basically decided that because my opponent and he admitted he picked it up um that he he couldn't then determine where the rock was going to be because we had no reference point on on the game so i did make the game a bit awkward um i don't wasn't your follow mate no but it's it always feels it's a feel bad moment because it's like well you know yeah i i'm not sure if i would have been in it was that close and it was even when he placed it back down i was literally a millimeter or two in and it's just like, I just don't know where the rock was. So um, we resolved that, play the game, and I managed to pull that one back. Uh, I then drew Darren round two. Um, <laughs> and before he even opened his mouth to utter the word, uh, you know, judge, I said, look, I, I, I really need to play this game. 
because I, I knew what Darren's list was and it was um you know triple hyenas um and I knew that they were probably gonna sit on rocks and I knew that Darren like I mean Darren's a very old friend of mine like we we go back playing 40k many years i i knew darren had been playing uh a lot of x-wing and probably didn't know a lot of what my list did so i did explain it all to him at the start of the game i probably explained a bit more than i would do for a normal opponent just you know because he is a friend um but i killed the iron assembler in the first turn and two hyenas in the second turn uh it was brutal like i mean not only was it a good matchup, but it was one of those games where the dice go your way as well. Like, I even fired a Diamond Boron missile with Kickback, who, when splashing the damage onto the two hyenas, did a crit to both of them. Oh, and it's just, I know, it was just, it's one of those games, I was just like, everything I need to go right went right. So, a great game. Um, oh. But yeah, it was it was very uh, one-sided. And then, um, I think it's Alex Jones, Smittle Jones. I recognise the Smittle bit. Yeah, so yeah, re- really nice guy. Um, I'm just trying to remember what his list was. I want to say scum, but I could be completely wrong. Um, you finished thirty first, didn't you? I did. Yes. Spoilers. Um, Sorry, <laughs> but um, yeah. So there's a definite pattern to my days, though. So I, I so at this point, I'm three and zero, and I'm absolutely over the moon because I've I've qualified for day two, and. You know, at that point, anything else in day one is just kind of bonus. Uh, then I draw Nathan uh, ID uh, game four, um, who um, lovely, lovely guy to play against. Um, and I made a bit of a mistake after a massive variant spike in my favour. And I probably should have just run Obi-Wan away and consolidated my position. Basically, his Anakin... I can't remember if he had 7B or just normal Delta 7 Anakin. Uh, but his Anakin and Control came like 5 forward, boosted in, did no damage to me, and I halved his Anakin for my, like a throwaway Obi-Wan shot. And at that point, I should have just consolidated my position because I think it may have even been chance engagement. And just accepted that, you know, I've already got half of Anakin, and now Anakin's probably in a bad position because he had a K turn behind me, which I just could I just bombed him basically. I killed Anakin in in my turn two. And I should have perhaps consolidated my position and taken that. Unfortunately I decided to get too smart. Um put <laughs> put Obi Wan, a talent Obi Wan through a rock after his boost, because his boost put me too close to the rock. And then I forgot his contrail at a seismic and Obi-Wan died. So I basically traded Obi-Wan for Anakin, but um, unfortunately uh, Nathan had um, his his clones were a bit better uh, offensively than mine. Um, but it's a super close game. Um, I mean, all my games were really close in fairness. Um, I played Matthew Carey round five. Um, I recognize his name as well. Well, no, absolutely. This is it. Like two of my losses made top eight. I think Matthew Carey was certainly up there, certainly pretty top sixteen, um, and Dom uh, was, you know, sort of top twenty as well. So, um, so that's the end of day one. Um, so three and two. So I know I've made the second day. Uh, a lot of our sort of fellow players had pretty much done the same as well. Um, so yeah, we're we're looking pretty sort of high, riding, riding on high. Um, I can't remember. I think food wise. We went to, I think, the one near our hotel this time, didn't we? Which was another sort of 
um, sort of more pubby bar-y sort of burger joint. Um, but it was like gourmet burgers. And I had, oh, what did I have? It was like uh, candied cherry, bourbon cherries and goat's cheese on a burger. And it was absolutely lush. Um, was I there? I don't know. It must have been. What day was this? This was this would have been Friday. Friday. What? Well, I don't know what I did. But yeah, we all we all went back. It was, it was the one that was across the road from the hotel. Um, but yeah, that all went pretty smoothly. Um, and then it was on to Saturday, so day two. Do you want me to yeah. like, carry on with my game? So, no, go for it, man. I tell, tell you what, let's go for Liam again. Yeah. Um, just because I imagine yours will be a bit more. Sort of X-wing related. Mm-hmm. So, what time did you get? did you have another lie in, Liam? Uh, yes, I did. I had a small lion. Uh, I think I went with someone that I think I travelled in with Ed, uh, knowing that I wanted to play some pods and try some Shatterpoint. Oh, so you were feeling that much better about things? You were willing to start playing again then? Yes, yeah, straight away. Like yeah, it was just. I think I needed Friday to decompress a bit. Uh, I already knew that I'd want to play again, but I just didn't want to play again on the Friday. But on the Saturday, I was just like, I just want to play some games. Uh, I was queuing up outside the Adepticon Hall like an hour before the convention started. So I, I think I got the, everyone went for breakfast and I just got the uh, the convention hall for like eight and just waited until it opened. Uh, I think, they, no, I got there at half eight, sorry, but... So I was the first in the queue, which meant I could get first the Shatterpoint demo and get my... Uh... Oh, was that the Sunday? I think that was the Sunday. Yeah, Ignore sun, me. Sun, yeah, Sunday. We Everything was a lie. Yeah, so I had a little wander around and then uh, spoke to a few people. I think Darren and Tim sent me on drinks mission several times. Tim came across to me after his third game. Uh, I won't tell you what, what his record was. He was like, Liam, need, uh, you need to take this card. Can you bring me a drink for the next round? I was like, yeah, yeah, sound. Uh, next round comes across. He's like, Liam, you got my drink? And I was like, no, I'll go get it now. <laughs> yeah, I think I asked you um, for a coffee at that point, didn't I? Because I, I needed a bit of a caffeine pickup. Yeah. And then we uh, they jumped into pods, did a bit of aces high as well. But the pods were fun. Uh, basically, it just ended up being uh, seven people I've travelled with. So I've travelled how many miles across the world to go to Adepticon to play in a pod of eight people, including myself, of Steve Bolton, Niels Deter, uh, JB. Uh, oh, God, my mind's gone blank. Oh, God. Oh, Martin Shivers. Oh, no, I've gone dry again. Never mind. But, uh, oh, Ed Gold. And then we got the Spanish XTC captain, Anders, uh, to round up our eight. So round one, Martin Chivers had got me. He tried to fudge with the pairings, so I didn't end up playing him. Uh, but I reminded him he couldn't. And then, uh, yeah, he realised that my list was literally teched and built to beat a tie swarm because I knew he was going to a Gloucester event and I, what, I didn't want to get bent over again by it, like I did at the expo. 
So <laughs> I did the perfect anti-swarm uh, rock deployment. And he did a great job of avoiding the bombs because what I'd do, I'd drop one, put a fuse on it and drop one and leave it unfused. So every turn, as he was trying to get into the middle objective in Scramble, he had to face a proton bomb. And toys don't have shields, so it's beautiful. (laughs) But he he did a good job of trying to avoid them all, but in doing so, was tokenless for most of the game, at which point Dirge was just deleting a ship, then Django would delete a ship, and then the two tri-fighters would delete something. So I won that one twenty-one eight in pure revenge and uh, sent him to the special victims unit of law and order. Poor guy. Uh, round two, I ended up playing Anders, and that was a close game. I think just want to thought- interrupt there for one second and tell you how excited Liam was to talk about that game <laughs> with Chivers. Oh, it was amazing! Like you <laughs> just saw him, just go. I don't know what to do. I can't do anything. I was like, yes, I know. This is what I wanted. I think he knew something was up because he set up his entire tie swarm. And I just set up my two tri-fighters on the other side of the board and then opted to joust him with Django and Dirge. <laughs> but Dirge was then cloaked and then I just ended up dropping bombs and he just couldn't do anything about it. And it, it was a great feeling to turn the tide on him a little bit. And then the game against Sanders was really good. Uh, it was just one of those where I took, well, I put out a lot of damage early on to his three X-Wings. Uh, Finn met an early end thanks to Dirge because you just can't, you can't spend all those focus tokens that you've got. But he he took a, like a mid-game lead because I'd lost both my Tri-Fighters and it was just Dirge and Django. But then Django was able to just sweep up and kill a ship a turn. And I managed to win that in the last turn by killing Poe, leaving just, I think it was Snap left. But then it got to the point in the uh, the groups, well, in the pod where everyone was a bit tired. So we decided to finish the game, we'll finish our pod with a game of aces high. <laughs> which was a beautiful sight to behold. So I took out Kylo in the silencer. Uh, but the person worth mentioning in this is Martin, who took Blackout in the silencer. And then we all proceeded to just give Martin the worst day of his life. <laughs> so in ACSI, I've never known anyone die more than twice. But we, Martin died five times. He fired twice. <laughs> and then Chris Mitchell came across to us going... If you keep him playing, because Martin massively lost interest because he just wasn't being able, he wasn't able to do anything. He was like, if you keep him on and get him destroyed one more time, I'll give you an extra prize ticket to the person that does it. <laughs> so he came back and we just tried to strong arm him into playing. But it, uh, JB, also known as Alex Bolton, I should, should clarify that, um, decided to win the game instead of making Martin have the worst day of his life. So, yeah, it was it was a fun day. And, it, it, and I've rumbled on a bit, but being able to crash out the way I did, then just play some no-pressure X-Wing and then beat two really good, strong players and in what I felt to be quite a comfortable manner uh, was a bit of a confidence booster. I think it was, I think it was something I definitely needed just to play some X-Wing and just 
kind of bring myself back down to zero and get a good idea of what level I actually play at. Yeah, sometimes it's like they get back on the horse or whatever it is, don't they? Yeah, it definitely re- reignited a bit of a, a an urge to play more as well because I came back and I think it was the day after I played a pickup game. Whereas recently, like I'll go two, three weeks without even touching a game of X-Wing. Like I'll consume all the content, I'll listen to podcasts, but I've never had the urge to pick up, pick up some dials and start throwing them around. But I'm making sure I'm playing at least two, well, one or two games a week now. And I'm enjoying it again because I just like sit, well, at the moment it's all on TTS, but I'm sitting here just playing some games, having a laugh. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm definitely refreshed. And I'm yeah. glad I haven't gone the other way. That's good to hear, though. Go on then, Timbo, let's have a hear about your day, mate. Well, yeah, so um, headed back, and uh, they do, um, obviously, a, a registration draw, and I get um, drawn with Actor Khan. So this isn't a pairing, so originally I thought it was pairings, um, but um, I've, I've known Actor for a few years now. Um, played him a bit online as well during, obviously, the, the dark days, um, and, you know, had a nice chat with him and sort of catch up, and uh, wished him well, you know, obviously, I'll, you know, Best head off to our tables and uh, yeah, get drawn against Actor Khan in in round six. So the worst thing was we actually had to move two rows um, down the hall um, to then play our game, um, despite having sat next to, like opposite each other for an hour or so. Um, very close game, and um, I basically just edge it um, um, over over Actor. Uh, he was running, I think, double sprays and Kanan. Um, Game seven, I draw Donald uh, from the Tonton server, and and Donald had a very good day one. I think he might have finished four and one. Um, so yeah, he had a very good day one, and then obviously he was just I think he lost his his first game the next morning. Um, and in fairness, Donald was in front, and I just went all in against the gauntlet in the last turn. I think Donald. I heard him, it's one of those moments where, I, I think I've spoken to it before, where my poker face on the outside is, you know, sort of, you know, very sort of, just, you know, sort of stern-faced. Um, but my opponent says something, and in my head I'm, like, dancing, um, where he's like, well, there's no point me doing a reinforce, because you're going to half me anyway. And in my head I'm like, oh, 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 I'm not coming for half the gauntlet. Um, yeah, because we were playing chance engagement and uh, all my ships, there's a lovely picture of it. Basically, everything went in against the gauntlet and yeah, I, I, I yeah, took it from, I don't know, say uh, one third damage, one quarter damage to basically dead uh, with everything shooting it and uh, snatched the win in the last turn. So... Yeah, so again, seem to be enjoying the morning games. We have our lunch break, and then um, I get drawn against XY in round eight, but then I get repaired into Funwalk, um, <laughs> and that's awesome. Like, uh, you know, I've met, obviously chatted to Funwalk an awful lot through commentary and through uh, playing online. Um, we had a great time in Hanover, where we actually met him in person for the first time, and, you know, doing the commentary with the XWS uh, guys, um over there and um yeah we we had a really good game but the, the problem was he, he was running poe lulo 
I want to say Finn, BB-8, and Kaz. Um, I've played against that list an awful lot with my list, so I, I know kind of how I need to beat it. And I just shut down every good, um, every good shot that Poe had, and his Poe was rolling terribly. Like he was always rolling a result less than he needed to get, like th to, to get like three hits. Um, I very rarely, if ever, let him have a four dice attack with uh, click, just being an absolute pain in the backside. Um, <laughs> and this is it, like yeah. So like my my dice were okay. Um, Fun walks weren't great, um, and I win the game. Um, you know, it's pretty much sort of that. That's what happened. So, um, great game. You know, I, you know, love fun walk, and you know, we had we had a fantastic game. At this point, I'm now sort of starting to have you know thoughts of oh my god, I'm now six and two. You know, wh where where are we going from here? And um, and then uh, I play Axe Farley, who made top cut in game nine, and. Technically, the game came down to a 50-50 dice roll to see if I win or lose. But that's not fair to Alex because I actually pulled off um, a very unlikely shot. So Obi basically, it was um, Obi-Wan managed to do three damage to Kanan with Kanan using his ability. And it relied on basically Kanan. Uh, so me getting the three paint with re-roll, with uh, focus. I even took a target lock with, with Obi-Wan. So I got my three hits. He blanked out. Kanan dies. So I'm now in the winning position. Uh, I, but I'd forgotten Contrail had a console fire on one hole. Um, but as it turned out, Hondo had a range one shot, which the way the dice rolled, because he ended up shooting click, uh, probably would have killed Contrail anyway. So although I did die to the console fire... I think it's probably the right result that Alex won that game and progressed. Because um, I think if if I had been talking about the game where I lost my three-hole ship to a three-die shot, you know, and I had mods on defense and stuff like that, then I think I would be pretty hard done by. So, yeah, all right. It was a bit of a, you know, the, 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 you know, the absolute dream of making top cut was over at that point. Um, but yeah, very, very fun and fair game versus Alex. Um, and who knows in a, in a different world, um, I, you know, survived that shot and I'm then sort of what seven and two at that point. Um, you know, and who, who knows who I play and whether or not I could make the cup, uh, the, the top eight cup. But, um, I then, uh, get the repair into Dom Flanagan in the last game and Dom in fairness did say to me, do you want to play the game? Because we're both, we know both, neither of us can make cut at this point, but there's a top 32 prize. And I said to Dom, I, I think a draw means neither of us get the, the top 32 prize, so I think we have to play. Um, as it turns out, I think the the 6-1-3 does make top cut, uh, top 32. I'll probably check that now. I think it just made it. Uh, where are we looking? Six and four, six, one, four. Yeah, so we would have finished 30 and 31st. So I still finished 30. Well, I probably would have been 30th, but, and then um, Don would have been 31st. But I didn't want to take that risk that if we took the intentional draw, we both miss out on the prize. So I said, well, let's play the game and see what happens. And I ended up putting everyone onto a rock early. And, and basically, I, my head wasn't 
with it and just i played it out but i think i probably could have conceded like you know after 15 20 minutes because dom was always going to win the game but we had a fun game and it's always fun playing dom and i know i've abused him quite a bit with my list online so i think it was only fair that i give him the opportunity to abuse me with his list um but yeah um finished the event six and four uh on 31st and actually matt carey yeah finished 30th so just above me uh, and very rare for me uh, my my strength of schedule was really strong i actually finished second out of the six and fours um so the scary thing is i think if i'd gone seven and three i think i would have finished probably 17th certainly 18th <laughs> so you still wouldn't have made that cut oh no it's top eight cut like you know that's crazy I, no no so so for top eight i had to beat alex and then i had to win my last game um but from from my own from my own point of view and i've done a bit of reflection sort of on on the event afterwards uh, for for the practicing i've been doing and trying to get better at the game like to finish top 32 at worlds which would have been a top cut under the old ffg format um is fantastic I, i'm dead chuffed with a top 32 finish um and with a little bit of improvement and not just maybe not necessarily playing the game better but managing like my tiredness my you know perhaps and, and i've been trying to work on it it's it's almost in the last turn or two it's rethinking your win conditions and actually thinking how can i win this game or how can i lose this game um, i think that's the hardest thing to improve isn't it though yeah, no, absolutely, and that's and that's probably it. Like, if I'd taken and, I, and we probably had time to re to for me to have a think. Like, I think time may have been called during the planning phase in that game against Alex. And if I'd like looked down my cards and realised that Control had the console fire, um, then maybe I play that get that that turn slightly differently. Um, I think though. Yeah. Like, so go. As I said, do you think that's something though that we're all bad for? It's not putting crit markers on. Because if you had a crit marker in front of you, you'll see it. Yeah, no, and, and funnily enough, I did actually put crit markers into my template tray, so maybe it's something I do need to work on. Um, certainly making sure certain crits like that are marked, um, mm. but it might be worth just marking all shits with critical damage. Um, I've certainly been trying to mark my crits more because it's caught me out a couple of times. So so the interesting thing we discussed at the end of the game is, because I satined in the last turn, and I would have just taken the evade as default on control i would have had to given up my action to not do the focus action to fix the console fire i would have taken the evade and probably taken one damage from the shot from hondo anyway and died but actually it got me thinking about that with the dedicated i would have been better off taking the focus from satine because if i roll three paint because that's basically what happened i rolled uh evade and two eyeballs um so if i'd taken the evade token i would i think he got three damage i would have died but if i had taken the focus then even if i roll a blank i can then dedicate that because click was within the side arc so anyway I, i'd got to the point where i think i've improved my v-wing play in my list because of it um but yeah certainly like t taking taking stock of your your game state and you know like i say it's not just how do i win the game from here but it's how could i lose the game from here 
Um, but as it is, like I say, that game all came down to that Obi-Wan shot, which, in fairness, I probably didn't deserve to, to kill Kanan with that shot. Um, so it might have all come down to a range three shot from Hound to win the game you know in in a, in a different way so um yeah like i say like if you told me yeah from from after 2019 worlds that the next world you're going to come to you know come top 32 out of effectively 300 players um i think i'd be quite happy with that and certainly um i think we chatted about it before the event i was under no illusion that i should be in the top eight you know there are definitely eight better players there um but you know i i was i, I feel like i was in the mix or i could have been in the mix so um yeah that's that's quite quite good from my point of view and and hopefully it's somewhere i can certainly build and progress from there yeah considering that your your only real goal was just to make day two no absolutely you know you did exceeded that yeah and I i think that's it like you know it's 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 the progressive cuts i do like the format but it is brutal like you yeah. can't you can't afford to take three losses day one because that's essentially it you're you're out then. Um, so I, I think, almost feel like it should reset on the second day. No, no, no. I I, I think that's good. I, I think I think I think the ten games two days format does work. Um, and it's just what it is. What it is like um, because Adepticon closes at like three four o'clock in the afternoon on the Sunday. Um, they can only fit three rounds in. So, um, I mean, they possibly could do a fourth round on the Saturday night. Um, yeah, Saturday night. But do you really want to play that play-in round, you know, after five rounds yeah. on your second or third day if you'd been in the last chance qualifier? Um, so I, I think the format's fine. I mean, um, yeah, shout out to Crispy, uh, who finished ninth. So there were um, basically uh, the, the ninth player, Crispy, finished eight and two. Um, and then, then from then downwards, it's people on seven wins. So, um, he lost his first two games, won the next eight. Um, but so I, I would feel really hard done by for him, um, because obviously he's missed out on the top eight cut, um, because of that. And let's be honest, nobody is not coming back for, for the finals, the top eight, if, if yeah. you've made it. Um, so yeah, as I say, I think, um, my four losses all finished above me. So two made cut. Uh, Dom finished in the 20s. And so he finished 20th. And Matt Carey finished 30th. Um, so, yeah, quite happy with that. You know, the sort of... My, my sort of my four losses as such were all players that finished above me as well. Yeah, it sounds like you had a good showing, mate. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was the only Satine, own Corky, the only Hound. I, I took my list, so you know our list. Yeah, our list. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, the, I, I had looked at the six ship Republic, so you know the two Battle Yavin, um, Battle Yavin, uh, Siege of Coruscant um, arcs. You know, with the four clones, um, and it is a very good list. And that list, you know, did make. Um, you know, Nathan did take that into the top eight, and there's quite a few of those around. Like XY was running that list as well. Um, but you know, the fact that I took my list that I've been running and sort of championing, and um, you know, and actually, you know, took that to you know top thirty-two essentially was was fantastic. So yeah, no dead chuffed. No, you should be proud of yourself, mate. Thanks. So I take it after that. Pretty much a lot of people went and 
just sort of got together and hung out, I would assume. Yeah, I think it was Miller's Ale House again. And, you know, at that point, the pressure's off because our, our world is over. Um, I don't think... I think... No, I don't think any of our groups, and no, none of the sort of people around us were in the top eight because although Corentin had made top eight, he wasn't hanging around with us. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, we we could go back on the Sunday and just have a sort of chilled out day really. And, and one thing I hadn't been able to do so far is actually go and see Adepticon. Uh, so is that what happened the next day then? Yeah, pretty much. So, um, Let's move on to the next day now. Yeah, so Li- Liam went and organised Shatterpoint demos. I did some pictures and just sort of did a bit of a post about you know the top eight cuts starting and just sort of seeing what was going on. I'd actually paid to play in the uh, the pods on the final day, uh, but I was all X winged out by this point. Um, so um, Steve Bolton bought my my ticket off me because he wanted to go and play in the pods. So I was more than happy to let him go. Um, me, Ed, and Liam then had our Shatterpoint demo, um, and yeah, really, really enjoyed that. And looking forward to that as a game. I mean, the demo itself was a little bit scripted, so it was only thirty minutes long, and he sort of held our hand, taking us through everything that we were doing. Um, but it showed us the mechanics, and um, the models are lovely. And yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how that plays. I know uh, we've pre-ordered the course, haven't we? We're splitting that fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah. So, like, worst case, I'll get quite, quite fittingly, I'm the bad guys. <laughs> well. And then, yeah, like, I mean, I I probably could play either faction, but we just, like, we, we just... We just tossed the coin, didn't we, mate? We weren't really that bothered. Well, this is it. Like, we'll get the core set and we'll play around with it for a bit and see and see what happens. But um, um, that's interesting that that's going to be released, I think, 2nd of June. Um, so, obviously, with UK Games Expo, we should see a bit more of that and then uh, we'll see how the launch events go. I'd imagine we'll probably use that game as a bit of a palate cleanse every now and then, won't we? Well, this is it, and and uh, yeah, I mean that absolutely. And you know, talking about palate cleansers, I also got a demo of um, Aerodome, which that is looks the good, that. yeah, How was it? yeah, yeah, it's, it's very good. So it is, um, you know, sort of an X-wing light sort of game. So it's uh, instead of a maneuver dial, you have maneuver cards. So you basically have a deck of cards uh, that you choose your your what you're doing that turn but it's not just the maneuver you do it has like if you do a barrel roll it has that on it if you have a shot it has that on it and it has different speeds and stuff so um some of the things you do on your card are optional some of them are compulsory and then the, some of them the speed is compulsory and some of them you can do the speed up to that number so you got a little bit of variation and uh basically i did i my my plane wanted to just keep doing k turns or you know or immelman turns i think they're called in uh aerodome and basically um poor ed i was just flipping all over him and just kept shooting him but um yeah i mean it looks good it might be a little game that i sort of carry around with me for you know playing in the evenings at x-wing events or you know sort of seeing how that goes but i had a little chat with wade uh who's xffg uh organized play i think um so yeah it was nice to have a little chat to him so oh yeah we'll 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 see that you know when it comes out and um yeah and then yeah had a little look around 
I wouldn't say all the show. Um, you know, we walked around a lot of the sort of the trade stalls and um, I said there's like the Battletech games that were going on, but we didn't get anywhere near around the 40k events. And then upstairs in, you know, in the convention, the hotel, there was like Blood Bowl tournaments and Kings of War tournaments and all sorts going on. But um, yeah. How big is it sort of compared to the expo then? Is it similar sort of size? Tiny. It is oh, tiny is it? compared to the expo, yeah. You say that. We we genuinely didn't get into the other halls. Did you go into the forty k hall? Yeah, I wa- I was wandering around. I was just doing my own thing. Although I didn't realise there was blood ball and stuff upstairs. I must yeah. have missed that. But like, I think I think Games Expo is probably bigger because Gen Con is kind of the UK Games Expo equivalent, which is like the big trade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so UK Games Expo is where all all the companies come to show off their their wares. And that's what they isn't, do. It, that's what you do at Gen Con. Isn't um, Adepticon more of sort of a, a, a minis um, convention yeah, rather is. than like a board game convention? Yeah, yeah. I but, was expecting more of a UK Games Expo vibe, so I was a bit disappointed. But then it was explained to me that Gen Con is what that is over there, and I was like, oh, okay. So then that kind of brought my expectations down, and it did fit it. I mean, it was still a decent size, but. I think their halls were smaller than a standard expo hall. But, <laughs> I mean, the NEC is massive compared to uh, the Renaissance. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was still a good, good event, good size. But I guess I'm a bit biased because I've got the NEC literally half an hour down the motorway. So I am sport when it comes to having things at convenience. And of course, the the best thing on Sunday um, was still to come. So then we went and watched, um, obviously we watched the final and we saw Nicholas win. And then we all rushed off very quickly uh, to go and see the Chicago Blackhawks play the Vancouver Canucks at ice hockey. You, you watched the final where Nicholas invented the God roll? Yeah. <laughs> And there is a video out there which shows how impartial I was. I think I kept my head <laughs> uh, relatively screwed on. <laughs> Again, though, it's because you're such a giant, you stand above everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realised looking at the video, I was like, there was just a large amount of space for me to walk. Everyone was crowded together, and there was just an area where I was just occupying. I think that so says I, more about you, mate. <laughs> Yeah, well, I had eaten a lot of meat the day before, so. <laughs> oh, God, tell me about the hockey anyway. Oh, very good. Like, you know, it's the first. So I, I, when we went to Minnesota in 2019, I, I was like quite a bit of tunnel vision. I really wanted to go and see a Minnesota Vikings game. And then when I, when I realized that they weren't playing at home, I kind of lost interest in looking at what else was on not realizing that their minnesota wild their ice hockey team were playing at home like the night before worlds or whatever and yeah, I i'd the really other... like to have watched that as well yeah i know the guys went there so this time I, I really made an effort to have a look at what else was on and we were going a different time of year as well so um so because this is march end of march the american football season's finished the baseball is it all in sort of the spring pre-season. So it's only really ice hockey or basketball. And basketball doesn't really interest me as much as sort of, say, baseball, um, American football does. Um, so, yeah. a fan of hockey anyway, aren't you? Like uh, field hockey. 
Yeah, so I used to play field hockey when I when I was uh, younger. Um, so you know, yeah, I think um, I was quite interested to see um, how obviously um, uh, the ice hockey you know goes, and also just get into an American sporting event as well was kind of something was on my sort of you know bucket list as they'd say. Um, so yeah, we. Um, well, it's not cheap. I'll say that for now. So, um, like our tickets weren't too bad, um, but I think I spent forty dollars on me and Liam for two hot dogs and two drinks. Uh, wow! I mean, and in fairness, they were large soft drinks, and they were refillable, um, so free refills. Um, but yeah, forty dollars for that. So, um, and the hot dog wasn't anything special. It was just like your, your bog standard. Like, yeah. But um, no, our seats, although we were high up, uh, were pretty good. Like just off to one side, behind one of the goals, and most most of the goals were scored down at our end. Uh, almost had a couple of fights, which I know Liam was very excited for. I was um, good that we didn't have one. I saw one heating up, and I was like, "Yes, let's go!" That was the only time I really reacted. But then uh, Vancouver scored, and it just stopped the fight altogether. So I was good. Well, this is it. So, like, they've now. So, we know that Worlds is happening at Adepticon twenty twenty four, and we know when that's happening. You know, sort of towards the back end of March. I think it's like perhaps a slightly earlier. But um, so we'll just have to wait for the the you know the NHL um, fixtures to be released for you know the twenty twenty four season and see who who we might be able to watch. Um, but again, like you know, it's not as simple as saying, "Well, we're in Chicago." Because it was like a forty-five minute an hour drive to get to the stadium, you know. I mean, in fairness, parking was was dead easy. Like there was, um, uh, you know, parking lots around. You know, staff directing us to to where we're parking, and then you know we, we literally were in the stadium within sort of five ten minutes. Um, unfortunately, UK Ticketmaster is not the same as US Ticketmaster, so I'd realised this before we flew out. So I was able to. Um, I had to log in on the website and basically get the uh, the the tickets sent to my phone so I could add them to the Apple wallet and it was all done rather than scanning like a QR code it was just like contactless technology with my phone uh but Steve Bolton had printed his tickets out and they they wouldn't accept that um so he was on the phone to Ticketmaster for quite a while trying to get that sorted but they got it in the end um but yeah, no, it was good. Um, you know, uh, the entertainment between the the periods was really good. So I think it was the Pride Night. So they had the Chicago um, Gay Male Voice Choir, who um, their song choices were fantastic. So they were proper like banging out, you know, the, the sort of the show tunes and stuff um, between sort of between one of the interludes. And then we had um, like uh, what do we have? We had some races between. I think it was a goalie and a player versus two players from some local club doing slaloms and stuff. So as a goalie myself, that was uh, quite amusing watching the goalie do that. And then, you know, mascot races and all the other sort of stuff you kind of come to expect from, you know, if you've ever watched any kind of American sports. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, the whole experience was great. And then we basically all just jumped back into cars and Ubers, headed back to uh, Schoenberg and uh went for a pizza at apparently the locals favorite pizza place and was not as impressed it was quite greasy and i think also a few of us were quite knackered after the weekend um so we didn't stay there that long um i think you've played it down a bit here tim the pizza was awful 
Yeah. I, I don't understand that. how something can be undercooked and yet sharp when you bite into it. Well, so this is it. I mean, for me, it was really greasy, but you still brought back a box of it to the room and had it for breakfast the next day. I mean, I had a slice of it as well. You know. Tim, I couldn't finish a slice. I, hit, I put it in the microwave and it tasted better out of the microwave. But it was still disgusting. I just said to Tim, I was like, I can't do this to myself. Yeah, I mean, like, it took us ages to get served there as well. I, I, I have a feeling that we got to them just before they were closing. Like, looking at the time and stuff like that. So I, I think... Um, and that was it. One of the locals that Ollie met um, uh, basically met us there or took us there or something like that. And, uh, yeah, Liam uh, made a, a, a classic observation. And he was like, that guy looks like an Uber driver. Because he had like a um, Bluetooth headset on, yeah, Bluetooth never headset. never left his ear, and he was an Uber driver. So that was that was quite amusing. <laughs> Everyone knew but me. But um, yeah, so um, that was that was that, and then went back to the hotel, chilled out for a bit. Possibly, uh, well, maybe we went straight back home because Colin was starting to get quite ill at that point. Um. And then, Monday, uh, yeah, Monday. So we were flying back Monday afternoon. So a lot of the guys had already like set off for like the airport, like four, or five o'clock in the morning or whatever stupid time they had to set off. Um, so yeah, one one thing I would say if you're thinking about going, have a look at what time your return flight is, because if you need to be at the airport three hours before your flight, have a think about what time you might have to wake up, because it's a nine and a half hour flight still. And everything else so there's no rush to get back i mean we i was back in my flat in manchester at half eight in the morning on tuesday so me getting to the airport on the flight that left six hours before does nothing for me so yeah it was it was a bit uh, crazy the time some people were setting off um so yeah we went uh went to oh what was its name cabello's yeah cabello's and it's going to be really hard to justify this as an experience with words so i'm just going to have to say to anybody you're going to have to look at the facebook page at the album i uploaded with the selection of photos but this was just imagine like um it's like an outdoor store on steroids oh yes i've seen that picture and it's it's so big it has a plane hanging on the inside hanging from the roof it has a mountain covered like and literally when i say water feature it's like a waterfall uh covered with stuffed animals with an aquarium on the inside of it um there was a gun gun library there were all-terrain vehicles and power boats available to buy in store I mean, it was it was a it was a interesting hour or two, wasn't it? Just mooching around there with Ed, just um, having a look around. But it was like go outdoors, but with more freedom. <laughs> we uh, so we bumped into one of these. Uh, um, we bumped into the, the 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 shop assistant at the back, and I mean, obviously, there's lots of staff around. And we, uh, I think Liam just just came out and asked, "Can I hold a gun?" You know, in in a kind of like photo opportunity kind of thing, and he was like, "Well, strictly speaking, I can't let you hold it without your firearms license. But if you've got um, ID, 
Um, we could use that as a check and unfortunately Liam didn't have his ID so we were like no don't worry about it you know we thought we'd ask and I mean again I put pictures up there you know there were like proper like 45 magnums and the you know, you know there were shotguns there were glocks um all sorts of stuff I mean I I think I made the comment didn't I about when I was in the military um and we'd have all our ammunition under lock and key and we'd probably have like 120 rounds in the safe or something like that and they just have hundreds and thousands of nine mil rounds, ten mil rounds, shotgun shells. I mean, I think there's probably fifty cow rounds knocking around and stuff like that as well. Absolutely crazy. I mean, as a yeah former, you know, person that's been like yeah like used firearms and stuff like that, I was just blown away at like the you know the sheer in a variety of what was there it was absolutely crazy and like i said they had a gun library which i assume means you can go and rent guns and you know take them out with your library card or whatever you, you have but um it was the guy there who had weird conspiracy theories about toilets well, well and like he, he came out like he was really he was really cool and chatty to start with and we were chatting about different things and then it started to get very dark very quick. And it kind of started with the whole, oh, yeah, but in the UK, you have like tens of thousands of, of um, you know, gun gun crimes, uh, gunshots and, you know, and uh, gun attacks a year. And we're sat there going, well, I don't think so. And then, and then. I mean, all, we're not. It was just like. Sorry, I was going to say. Up until, oh, go on, go on. Oh, I was going to say, like, when he started talking about, like, and people's rights for guns and why do why why do why do people need guns it's so they can stand up to the government and stuff like that and i was like okie dokie i'm gonna start and i i basically drifted off and started looking down the aisles and i think ed and liam were far too polite and just like nodding like i wanted to say stuff and i was like mm, maybe maybe i shouldn't because i wanted to highlight the fact that up until march every day in the u.s there was a mass shooting but he didn't trust anything with statistics unless it was statistics he believed in because they backed his <laughs> his way of thinking. I was just here going, look, I thought these people were mythical. I thought, you know, it was there just a work of work of fiction to make the United States look crazy. But no, these people exist. It is insane. Yeah. It, they fully believe the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun? Uh, a good guy with a bigger gun. <laughs> On more guns. Yeah. So I mean, like, I mean, it was, a, yeah, is a, it, like, it, it was experiencing more than one way. I would say going to that shop, like, you know, literally what you could buy. Um, and like Liam, like the crossbows were just on the shelf, weren't they? So you, you, you had the crossbow at one point, and then. Um, I mean, unfortunately, we didn't have any change on us because there was a like a, I, I assume either a BB or laser. Uh, range upstairs that we could have done there was like a talking uh talking deer head that was uh mocking us and stuff um i can't believe that anyone trusted liam with a weapon <laughs> i wouldn't trust liam with an open tin of beans yeah but like based on that i mean maybe he wasn't the craziest person in that room <laughs> so <laughs> so, so uh yeah but no i mean that was again and like this is it like I, I would thoroughly recommend going to Worlds or going to a, a US event if you can, just for the experience and like going for the food, the drink, 
you know the culture and i mean the goods and the bads like you know it was just an experience the people at the event were fantastic you know the whole x-wing community uh atomic mass games the judge team uh, you know chris allen chris mitchell gold squadron the whole the whole week was just worth it for me it was just fantastic I i would like to add that on the sunday i did actually have a conversation with will schick regarding X-Wing and the future stuff and whatever. And it was stuff that wasn't spoken about in their panels and stuff. And there will be people out there that don't agree with what's being released and they want new stuff. But we need to understand there's more factors at play and it's not as cut and dry as they, they haven't made a new ship or anything like that. There is a lot of external things that are really affecting what they can and can't do. And from my conversation, uh, on the back of that, I'm going to stop being as critical. I don't know I'm not as critical as I was at first, <laughs> but I'm definitely cutting back because I understand there's more limitations and stuff and everything they release now, I'm just going to be thankful for. They're yeah, really ab- good Absolutely. And- yeah. And I mean, we'll, we'll talk probably more about Star Wars Celebration next week. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, I did bump into Will Schick there and have a chat to him, and I did say to him as well, like you know, w- you know, I think um, I think things are getting better. Um, you know, the communication could still be better, and I think they know that. And um, they've just hired a new events uh, community uh, sort of manager as such. Um, so hopefully, we'll we'll start to see a bit more engagement from that side. Um, and this is it. Like I think, I mean. I've I've worked in the wargaming industry. You can't just pump out new product like that. It does there is lead times, you know, with production, playtesting, writing the rules and all that sort of stuff. So uh, we are starting to see stuff come through. We're starting to see stuff announced. Um I think the panel at Adepticon was interesting as well. And I think we spoke about that last week with regards to like, you know, the repaints of the YT twenty four hundred, the TIE Bomber, you know, the single player starter sets. Um, you know, and then we're going to start gunboats. Well, that's it, the gunboats and stuff like that. So, um, you know, things are coming, and I think the future is looking bright. And you know, and and this is it. It's crazy, but I think the world's twenty twenty three has had a massive injection to to like the community in in sort of terms of enthusiasm. I mean, just look at the viewing figures for the GSP final stream there was 1240 people watching that final yeah and that was I, say after a week it was like 10,000 views wasn't it yeah and then we've after that we had the STO 2024 sell out in 28 hours we actually oversold because of um, a error with elements um, buying page yeah, so yeah, yeah I, 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 we actually sold more tickets than we were supposed to. Yeah, and, and you know, I, th- I think that's good. Like, and and what we need to, what we need from AMG and Asmodee and you know everybody else that's involved is we need to get details out now of the next premier level events, like and, and store championships. You know, we know the store championship kits uh, are there to order. Check one, two. Um, so we need to, we just need that news coming out now, don't we, to sort of, um, you know, keep that momentum going. 
But so on that note, I think both of you will safely say that if given the chance, you'd go again next year. And all around, it was a great event. Yes. I'd love to go again. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I, I mean, I've already put I mean, the time, time off work. Time off, haven't you, mate? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is it. Like, I mean, I, I'm in the, I don't know, the luxury, I guess, of I'm a single bloke. Um, so I can kind of, you know, make my own decisions as such. You know, I've got my own credit card. I don't have to, you know, negotiate for time off that, you know, obviously others do. Um, uh, I've got a decent job that, you know, stuff like being able to put, you know, book the time off and, and stuff like that. So, um, I've, so for now I've booked the time off now, maybe in six to nine months time, things change and I'm not able to go for whatever reason I can just cancel it. Um, but I will seriously look at going. I've announced two dates for my fundraising events. So I'm going to run one in September and January. Uh, I am going to give away uh, world's participation prizes and uh, other bits and bobs at those events. And that will just help me sort of, you know, generate a bit of money towards it. It won't pay for it by any means, um, you know, and, and that, you know, does remind me to obviously thank, you know, Isophane and everybody that contributed to the Isoplane project. Um, Cause without them, I mean, I, I basically claimed half of my flights and that obviously helped me um, attend uh, and hopefully that will be back next time as well to help other people. Um, I don't think I'll apply for it again, though, because I'd like to see other people um, get the help. Because obviously, you know, I think, yeah, get get the help to go once is fine, but you shouldn't be reliant on that. Um, I've I've had my chance, so now somebody else can, should be able to benefit from it. No, well, I think that's a good point to sort of call it a day with. Um, have you got any shout outs or anything, Liam? Uh, yeah, Isophane, Connor, Gary Colton, everyone I travelled with. I wouldn't have been able to go without you guys. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm going to shout out Boarding Brum because we've got an event on Saturday. Oh, he played there, I didn't realise. I know, yeah. I know I'm pretty quiet about it. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to shout out Boba, my pooch, because he's won today. Or is you guys <laughs> is he really already? Yeah, he's one years old. Jesus, I didn't believe it was that long. He's a tiny little tank. He's had a birthday <laughs> cake and everything. And a party so, so, Suits you then? Yeah. I'm sat on the floor and he keeps bringing toys over to me and attacking me. I wish he'd maybe go a bit harder on you. <laughs> Anything from you, Tim? Yeah, I mean, like, I think I've been shouting out people as I go. Um, I think, you know, all the guys that stay in our hotel with us, so like Connor, Dom, Pond... Uh, Steve Bolton, Alex, um, you know, it was just, uh, and Ed obviously for the driving and hanging around, you know, it was just a good bunch of people to spend time with and everybody I met at the event, all the people that came up to me and, and, and spoke to me about the podcast or, you know, um, my interest. Uh, that was that was Tim Fine. <laughs> yeah, but every game is to be about the podcast, and you know, and um, like my painted ships and bits and bobs. You know, it was a fantastic experience, and like I say, hopefully back in 2024, do it all again. Uh, I'll just give a shout out to everyone who's already signed up for the league. Tim will include in the show notes links to uh, the Longshanks page and also the Discord page. But just a, a special shout out to Flipster for doing a post in the TTS mod 
Discord server as well. That's really nice of it. So, on that note, uh, it's goodbye from me. Uh, goodbye from Liam. Toodles. Goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. Goodbye from Boba. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see y'all next time. Bye bye. Let's rock.